journey has brought me to an understanding of the divine forces with which we have all been bestowed. It was in this search that I came upon a revelation which has called me to guide millions of people towards their righteous destiny. destiny. We gotta do a song. We gotta. We gotta. We gotta do a song that you never heard before. Who's going to lead us now? We are the strongest. We. I spit that orchestral Medina born exceptional Extra extraterrestrial From out the ghetto Best of you Put your yard up on knowledge Like the lessons do So fly Please can get high Off the residue So random Welcome everybody to Jeffers Door Presents The I Am Not Dave Wrestling Podcast Episode number 11 And this week I got my man Manny Brown Pulling up How's it going good sir? I'm good How, how, is, how are you? How is everybody else? everybody hey man i can't complain uh i'm breathing i'm living uh hey, hey, my family's good so yeah i can't complain everything's good right now yes sir man every day above ground is a good day right uh so let me set the scene i was already working uh a couple of days ago i said what am i gonna talk about on this show and i didn't know what i was gonna talk about and manny he just he he texted me he was like yo I got some stuff I want to talk about. And I was like, perfect. Because uh, other than the AEW uh, Revolution pay-per-view, I didn't know where I was going to go with the show. But before we dive all into the good stuff that we call professional wrestling, tell the good people um, where they can find you and everything it is that you do, social media, all that good stuff. Uh, Well, those of you who've listened to the show, I've been on before. But as always, Manny Brown, I am the host of Any Given Sunday, a weekly podcast, it's a conversation. It started out as mostly a sports show, kind of merged into a lot of different things now. Uh, so it's more of a conversational podcast where I interview different people each week, people I'm interested in. I've had uh, uh, your favorite hosts of your show here on the, on the show. Plan on having them on again shortly. Um, but yeah, I just have different week, different people each week that I interview, that I talk about. Uh, it could be one topic, it could be a combination of topics, it, it's I try to stick to mostly sports, but, you know, some days, some weeks, you know, it depends on what I want to talk about. It's my show. So, uh, you know, I could have a, a fellow podcaster on. I could have a writer. I can have a, a blogger, uh, film critic. I mean, whatever. Whoever I feel like talking about, whoever I feel like talking to about whatever I feel like talking about, that's basically the main premise of the show. Any given Sunday, you can find it on Twitter. Uh, you know, you can find it anywhere where you can find podcasts, uh, you know, Apple, Spotify, Google, et cetera. Um, and you can follow me on Twitter at the Manuel Brown, on Instagram at the Manuel Brown, Facebook Manuel Brown, Snapchat Manuel Brown fifteen, also the podcast uh, at AGS Pod on Twitter, um, AGS Podcast on Instagram, any given Sunday on Facebook. Um, yeah, check it out. All right. So the first question is: Did you get a chance to watch AEW Revolution uh, Saturday? Yes, I did. Um, I did. Uh, I was kind of in and out the first hour um in like 10 but uh, from then on i i was uh, i was i was tuned in so i had to kind of go back and catch some of the highlights of the uh, earlier matches but yeah you know, I, I for the most part I, I got to see the important stuff okay so i'm gonna say this, this is the first time i've said this uh i didn't tweet it i didn't say anything i will absolutely put down another 50 dollars on my pay-per-view i i i wasn't disappointed um, AEW Revolution felt like a pay per view. 
And I understand. It's uh, important, right? Yeah. It it, like it, it yeah. Like, you know, you have a lot of pay-per-views. Um, and, then, you know, this is WWE has been like this for a while now where you have a pay-per-view every month and you have your big four pay-per-views. Um, you have WrestleMania come up coming up and I put out a poll. And right now, everybody's lukewarm for it. Everybody's mid for it. And we talking about WrestleMania. I get it, you know. Every, we'll get to that. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll get to some of the reasons why, <laughs> maybe, but yeah. No, yeah. But uh, this pay-per-view, and before I even dive into further of this, I, I, I said this on Twitter and I'll say it here. Don't get it twisted. I'm still not happy about the situation with the uh, the people of the POC situation in, in, in AEW. You have Tony Khan and Cody coming out saying that, yes, this is, you know, these are the, uh, we do want POC, we want representation, and we just keep seeing white guys get hired. I, j- I just read that Cole Cabana, yes, he signed with AEW. He's, he's with AEW now. And I understand what people are saying in certain aspects of, well, how many more other black wrestlers are out there? There's plenty. <laughs> All you got to do is go look. I don't understand if the Chris Bay situation was a thing of, well, I think I do. I think somebody might have tweeted Cody about uh, Chris Bay and, and or something. And he, you know, he saw it and he just threw it. I feel like he just threw his name out there just to throw it out there. And, and he wants hey, to. Can, can, can I talk about this for a second? Can, can I? Sure. Go ahead. You go ahead. Go ahead. You know, you're fine. Go you ahead. Know, I, I, just, I, feel like, I feel like it's a little unfair, though, AEW's treatment of, of this POC issue. Um, like, I don't feel like it's a concerted effort by AEW to just not sign people of color. Like, I really don't. Like, I, I, and I think that, and I'm not saying that you're saying that mm-hmm. or that the people that we know and follow say, are saying that, but I feel like, I feel like a lot of people are giving them more flack than, say, a WWE or, you know, let's take, you know, or any other promotion out there or, you know, let's take it back in the day to ECW and WCW. Like, I feel like, why is AEW having to carry the burden of representation? when this hasn't been the expectation of any other major promotion or, or these, these cries for representation haven't been as loud and as boisterous with other promotions in other eras and other times. So I, like, I, I kind of feel like, and again, I'm not trying to put on no AEW, you know, cheerleading hat. Yeah, you're not like cap. Because I, you know, I'm like you. I, if, I, if, if it's BS, I call it like I see it. And I agree. We should have more representation. We should have more Latino wrestlers. We should have more... Uh, definitely should have more bl- more black wrestlers, more more a lot of wrestlers of a, do- of a lot of different notes. We I just kind of feel like it's a little unfair that AEW is kind of getting the brunt of this criticism you, when I think they're no more or less diverse than a lot of other companies. Well, the problem is, it happened last year with the scrum and when um, Rich asked Tony Khan about representation, and he was like, "Oh, by the end of the year, you'll see the difference." He said that. So it would have been different if he yeah. would have said, you know, that's something that I feel really important about. And that's something that we're going to work on, continuously work on. Um, but don't give a timetable. Don't say by the end of the year, because then people like us, that's, we, that's we you know, it, just wrestling fans in general, we ready to point fingers. We ready to point fingers and we better say, see, I told you, I see. And I get what you're saying that, you know, other companies don't get the, the same slack. And I think it's now because, where we used to point, we well, we still can point the finger at WWE. Where you have NXT now, and you have all this POC and uh, NXT now. So it kind of mask what's really going on in WWE, you know, main roster and stuff like that. 
Um, and then Cody, you know, came back again, uh, I guess it was last month and said again, yeah, that's something, you know, he didn't give a timetable, which was great. He didn't say no timetable. He just said, that's something that they want to, you know, make sure they have. And I get it. You don't want to jump out a window and just hire any and everybody. I, I, I totally understand that. I just think that it was, um, uh, and maybe he knows in there, it was just bad to give a timetable. Maybe the timetable, you know, if it wasn't a timetable, but then a lot of us, including myself, might feel a little different. Um, I just wanted to state that because I, I, I'm I, not going to ignore that. And I'm going to always be vocal about that because I as feel. You said, as yeah. you said, absolutely. As you said, and everybody, said, everybody who cares about this situation. And obviously we have a bigger stake in the game. Me, me and you. Obviously, yeah. Then say, you know, somebody else of a different of a different complexion. I get that. But. You know, I so so, but we should we should use our our platforms, however big or small they are, to bring awareness to this stuff. I just feel like I don't know. There's just a it's just a different vibe with AEW than it is with other companies, and I'm just like, yo, they're no different than any other companies. And I know what you bring up with NXT. It's like, yeah, NXT does have a lot of people of color, but at the end of the day, WWE is WWE. Yeah, I get yeah, know yeah, yeah. That when they get up to that main roster, you know, Vince is gonna put them in fucking baggy jeans. Sorry, I didn't mean to curse. In, in freaking baggy jeans and 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 and, and jerseys and call them prime time 2.0 or you know, have Bobby Lashley dating a white woman and, and think that's, that's getting him over like so like I, I I feel like NXT is giving WWE a pass and I don't think that's fair. Yeah, and well, you know what? We can even make it even sound better. We need to give all these companies. We need to press all of them. No matter who they are, we should all press them as far as, uh, you know, POC. Just if you got a podcast, if you write, uh, if you're an aspiring wrestler, like we have to press them because if they don't, who will? And we have to always make sure that it doesn't always have to be in a, a, a aggressive way. We can always state how we feel in a respectable way, you know. And if it's not heard, then, you know, I, one thing I can say about AEW, it feels like they're he- they hear the fans. They hear the people that's talking to them. So, hey, maybe I have to send out a DM to a Cody or Tony Khan and just, you know, express how I feel in writing. I don't know if they'll read it or not, but at least I, you know, I did something. Um, right. But moving past that. And to be fair, and yeah. to be fair, like, we don't know, like, maybe they have contacted, you know, maybe they did try negotiating with Shane. True. And he just chose more money. In NXT than, than AEW. Now I know what people will say. Cynical. Oh, well, just had they just offered the same bag, like he would have signed with AEW. You don't know that. You don't know what. You you weren't in the room. Right. So you can't say that. Like I, I I can't say that. Maybe they did offer Shane Strickland more money than WWE. We don't know that. You know what I'm saying? So True. I'm just using Shane Strickland as an example. But like we don't know that. We don't know who they have contacted, who they reached out to, and maybe just the bag wasn't right. Or maybe just the, you know the time we don't know. So to be fair, and again, it sounds like I'm 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 caping for AW. Like I have no reason to cape for the AW. I you know they ain't signing me no check. Yeah. You know what I mean? So if, you know definitely if it's some BS, I'm gonna call it out. I just feel like it's a little unfair. A lot of the internet um, chatter about AEW when it, in regards to the wrestlers of color. Yeah, and you're right. It, it's a snowball effect because you have one or two. I mean, I'm not going to say one or two. You have an, uh, a certain amount of people who are actually genuinely concerned or have issues with the topic, and then you have a snowball effect. Not really people who they'll say they're one or two tweets, but they don't 
really follow. There's no follow behind it. It's just following the wave and it sounds good. It give you a couple of likes and whatever, whatever. But I'm actually like, hey, I want to see that. Right. I, I want to see I want to see Scorpio Sky one day become, you know, uh, AEW world champion. I want to see, uh, you know, all these wrestlers out there that are people coming in. And I, a lot of people forget that in the independence, it's, it's like a lot of black wrestlers out there. No, you don't know their name now because they're black yeah, because black workers. They're working their way up, and some of them, hey, they don't want to. They don't want to come up right now. They don't want to sign contracts with big companies because they know right now what they're doing is an art. They can they can paint their canvas the way they want to. Nobody can say, oh, you go out there and you have seven minutes and you got to do A, B, C, and D, or you know they they're free. They don't have. They can just travel and learn their craft more. Um, but you are right. I, I just think we need to all sometimes think, hey, the other side could be maybe maybe some of these wrestlers are turning them down. We don't know. Uh, yeah, we don't know. We absolutely don't know. But I had to get that out. of I just had to say that. But no, no, it's a, it's a great it's a great conversation. Uh, yeah, like it, it, you know, it's, it's definitely a conversation to have. Yeah, because it's 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 easy to tweet stuff and it's easy to go. You know, yeah, you know, we can tweet and, and talk about. But I just feel like. Getting behind the microphone talking about it comes across a lot different because you actually can right. hear what I'm trying to say. I'm not not trying to be an asshole, and I'm just genuinely want to see people that look like me representing me, even for my you know my children and their children's children to see. Oh, you know that's representation. You know because we all need it. We've all seen the Hulk Hogan's, the Ultimate Warriors, and whoever other white wrestler you want to name. But then you can get to the black wrestling. You like one hand. Yeah. One hand. Very true. But Very um true. and this is a systemic issue that's been going on in wrestling for yeah. decades. I mean decades yeah. upon decades. So this is not new. It's just that now the prize for it again. And if a, and a But back to AEW's revolution, um man, what can I say about this pay per view that hasn't already been said? I had a fun time watching this pay per view and it, okay, for, for anybody who doesn't know, I'm a big independent guy. So a lot of people in this company, I watched in the independence. So for me, AEW has a, a, a soft spot for me that I want to see them succeed. Irregardless of how people may feel about the Young Bucks and SCU and Kenny Omega and whoever, whoever else you want to throw, you know, throw under the bus or how you feel about them. I like, I like AEW. Um, I felt that the tag match. Oh my goodness. Adam Page, Kenny Omega versus the Young Bucks was one of my favorite tag team tag team matches I've seen in a long time. Uh I don't know if you got any words for that match, but I just thought it was outstanding. And those guys, I mean, nobody could really follow it except Orange Cassidy. <laughs> and that's because of reasons. But uh yeah. It was it was a beautiful match, and um, I just want to get your thoughts on the match, and we can talk about after effects of the match, like what I've seen now about the match. But uh, yeah, let, let me just, let me know what you thought about the match. Uh, well, yeah, I agree with you as, as far as the, the event. It's fun. It was just a fun show. Like it felt like smart, solid, sensible booking decisions. You know what I'm saying? There was not anything that I could really cry over and be like, damn, I don't know if I would have did that or whatever. Like, it just made sense. Um, and then the tag team match, I mean, it was incredible. I mean, that's clearly um, one of the best tag team matches I've ever seen. Um, and I've been watching, 
wrestling for my whole life. Um, and that's clearly one of the best tag team matches, handful of tag team matches that I've ever, best tag team matches I've ever seen. Handful. Um, just go, told a great story, exciting, had the crowd, in the grasp of their palms, um, and just, just, it hit the perfect crescendo, man. I mean, it just, this was a great, well-worked, well-executed match. Um, the right team went over, in my opinion. Um, it was just, it was just great. Like, I don't know what else to really, I mean, I know most people that are listening to this podcast watched it, or if they haven't seen it, have gone back to see it. Um, so it, 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 it was just a perfect match. I mean, it's just perfect. Like, I don't think I would have changed anything. I don't. I don't think I would have done anything different in the match. Like I don't think there was anything that I could nitpick or, or, or critique. It was just a. It was just a great match with four incredible workers. Yeah, they absolutely just showed out. Um, Adam Page. I don't know what happened at the beginning of the company. I don't know what the disconnect was, but once they got on TV and once they found a wave for him to go like being like, no, I just don't want to be with you guys no more. It's been full speed ahead. And he seemed more confident now. He even seemed more confident. He was already confident from the start, but now it's just like, Oh no, he got, he got his mojo on. And I can't wait to see what's going to happen more with the situation with him and the elite and, and, and that good stuff. But what I've seen today is now we do have people nitpicking the match because my friend, my friend and everybody else's friend, Dave Meltzer, had to come out. You know what? No, nah, I'm not going to say that. Dave Meltzer had an opinion. He said it was maybe the best tag team ever, tag team match ever. And, and it was his opinion. This is what I don't understand. You know, for all the slack that Dave Meltzer yeah. get, some of it, yeah, I understand. He put his foot in his mouth sometimes. But this... He made a, a statement that he felt, and he did. He said he was he was almost like I'm not sure if it is. He was just saying it like maybe a blank question. Is it? And now everybody jumped out the window. I've seen people putting up videos and saying, "Oh, see what they messed up here, and, and why did they do this right here?" And I'm just like, you "No." Know, it just bothers. Like I know it's like sacrilegious to say this. It's, 2020 America, 2020 in the world, but like, it's okay if you have a different opinion than somebody. Yes, I know. Shocking, right? Wow, amazing. Like, okay, Dave Meltzer, and I know what you're saying that he, he put it out there as a question more than more more than a, than a yeah. But like, even if he believes that it's the it's the greatest match ever or the greatest tag match ever, okay, that's his opinion. Move on. You can agree. Or you can disagree. The world is not ending. You know what I'm saying? Like, there isn't a tsunami in Asia that's about oh. to happen because they felt the greatest up to the five-star classic that you didn't think. Was. Like, it's okay to disagree. It's like, fine. Okay? I, I think it's one of the best tag team matches that I've ever seen. Do I think it's better than, than uh, you know, Austin Brett, WrestleMania 13? No. If somebody says that it is, Okay. Do you, Vince? Live your life. Okay, great. Like, and we can have an honest discussion in the conversation, and maybe I'll change my mind. Maybe I'll change that person's mind. Like, but it's okay. Like, this idea that you got to write think pieces and blogs and make YouTube videos about, oh, well, the, you know, the Snapmare takeover takedown wasn't exactly as crisp as it should have been, or, oh, they botched this, or, oh, you know, that move showed a little light. Like, seriously, 
it, where it's it, like it's like it's, it's not even fun to be a wrestling fan sometimes I, you're dealing with, the, with, the, with the internet wrestling community exactly it's like, it's, it's like it feels like being a star wars fan where it's like nothing is ever perfect like it has to be the greatest thing ever and if you don't think it's the greatest thing ever or the worst thing ever then you're an idiot but you know what the funny thing like, is it's very tribalist tribalist the funny thing is that night after the pay per view, right after the paper, right after it happened, people were raving about the match. It was fun. Austin was on Twitter, and it was just like, "Oh wow, did everybody see this match?" As soon, as soon as that audio came of Dave Meltzer on his show saying how he felt, everything changed. All because, I, he's, the, he's, the, because he's the internet's favorite whipping boy for some honest. reason. If Dave Meltzer would have come out and said, "Yo, slow down, everybody. I don't know what the hype is." Um, you know that match was trash, or oh, it was overrated. Dave Meltzer doesn't know anything. He's, he's an idiot. He 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 got an agenda. Oh, uh, Dave Meltzer, he's he's a hazmat. Oh, this, 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 this. I'm like, it would have been the other way. And then if he comes out and says it's great, like what happened, then you're gonna have the other crowd. Whereas Dave Meltzer said it's the greatest thing ever. So now we have to sit there and prove that Dave Meltzer's an idiot because he said it's great. Like he's he, no matter what he says, everybody's gonna have an opinion one way or another. It's like I don't really pay attention. Like he's not the Pope. Like, no, like, no, he's not the Pope. I you think know, he's, he's not some some dignitary from some, you know he's you know he's not you know he's not Nelson Mandela. Like when he speaks, people should listen. Like no, he's a he's a he's a, he's a wrestling journalist, one of the best to ever do it. But he's wrong. Just like other times, he's right. He's right. When there's times he's wrong, he's wrong. Like I don't know why it's not that deep. But you know, match. you know, and the guy gave his opinion. Like. What I think was more interesting to me is I've seen all these people in like, okay, I get a person like Jim Cornette. I understand that. I understand when he comes out and has the things that he said, you know, because Jim Cornette is Jim Cornette. That's, you know, fine, whatever. But when I hear people talk about your, your Dave Meltzer's, your Bruce Mitchell's, your Wade Keller's, and I'm just like, without them, where who's doing this? Who, exactly. who t- are exactly. you doing it? We wouldn't be sitting right here having this discussion right now. As, as, as you know, what I'm saying like when people bash Wade because he, you know, he he doesn't like something that they love, or he doesn't love it as much as they like. No, first of all, Wade is a person. He's a human being. He's allowed to have an opinion. Sometimes I love Wade. Sometimes I agree with him. Sometimes I disagree with him. It's okay. It's okay. Doesn't make me any less right. Doesn't make him any less wrong. Or it's just an opinion. That's it. Then the that, world will, will move on. The world, exactly. The world will move on. If you want to take Dave to task for saying somebody about a woman's body weight, fine. I, I'm with you 100%. But when you start trying to nitpick his opinion of matches, you, you, you're either going to drive yourself insane because I just, I, I, Shahid talked to me today and he was just like, just stop. I have to stop paying attention to Twitter. That's what I, definitely need to do because some of y'all opinions it was fine after the match but then all of a sudden once dave say something oh no let me show you the way this matches was bad it, it, it was just jumping on bad way like it's just it's just to be count it's just to be you know anti-weight you know anti um you know dave Meltzer. like yeah. it's just it's just to be the opposite of dave Meltzer. it's like he's Amer- he's, a, he's america's favorite wrestling journalist with yeah. So it, it, anything he says, it's somebody. It, there's going to be a movement for the anti. So if he likes something, people are going to bash him. If he, you know, if he, if he hates something, everybody's going to come out 
and basically write dissertations about how it's the greatest thing ever, and Dave Meltzer doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. Yeah. So I'm, I'm just, I don't even pay attention anymore. Like, yeah, I, honestly, like, I didn't even know that people came out yeah. critiquing the match because, like, I, that's, that's how much I don't follow that. Like, and and I have to like, learn I to see, stop. Yeah, I see praise to something, I'm like, oh, okay, great. Like, great, like, that's it. I just I have to learn to just shut that stuff out because I was about to go insane because I just couldn't believe the madness that was happening because I'm just like, OK, wrestling is subjective. We all know that it's a subjective uh, 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 soap opera, male soap opera that we watch. So with that being said, I can sit here to the right now and said, hey, um, Shawn Michaels is my favorite wrestler. I think he's the greatest if I said that. I'm not wrong and I'm not right. It's just an opinion, just like anybody else in the world. Like, we're going to have opinions and we're not all going to agree. But the one thing we can agree on was it was a fun show. I didn't know. I get to see somebody say it wasn't a fun show. That's the only thing I've seen. Great crowd, sensible booking. Like, that's it. Everything doesn't have to be the greatest thing ever. No, it like, did, and no, it can definitely. It could just be a good show, a great show, and just leave it at that, and let the test, let it stand the test of time. In it, ten years, we'll know if it's if it's a show that stood the test of time it, or it, poorly. Bingo! Like, everybody just wants to crown everything the greatest thing ever or the worst thing ever. Like, it's just, just let it be. You know what I'm saying? And that's for every art form, man. That's for every single art form. Like, if I come out and say that Drake's new song is trash, you want to have 50 million people coming out and saying I'm I'm the worst person ever. If I come out and say it's the greatest thing ever, you're going to have Drake, say, you know, Drake saying, uh, you know, Drake bashers hating on me. Like, it's just, yeah. that's like it's every art form, movie, television. Yeah, that's, know, that's, film, def- that's definitely you know, true. You know, uh, not film, uh, television shows, music, uh, books, like everything. It's just every single, every single form of art is going to be this division. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I just have to put on my bloggers from now and I have to I have to always if I tweet something, I, I, I have to definitely choose my words wisely because I even sometimes get caught up in that. And say, oh, it was the best. Uh, no, no, no. We'll you have disagreements. Yeah. We yeah. go back and forth a lot of times on a lot of different issues. Like, does that make does that make you stupid and me right or me stupid and you right? Like, no, we have opinions. Yeah, that's all. You know, it is. we can have a discussion about why I'm right and you're wrong, and why you're wrong. You know, why you're right and I'm wrong. Like we can have those discussions all day, and maybe we might agree to disagree. Maybe we might. I might take. I might convert you over into having my opinion. You may convert me over into having your opinion. But that's the beauty of life. Ah, uh, yes, going it's going to go on. But something that we can move past the tag match, and I have to say, AEW's got something with Orange Cassidy. Now, oh, yeah. I don't know oh, how they're going to move with it, but they got something. Like, they have something that we've never seen before. Never. You've never seen anything like Orange Cassidy before because you can't even really explain him. So, that being yeah. said, <laughs> um, what did you think of the match with him and Pac? It was, it was a fun comedy match. It was fun. It was it was it was a fun it was a fun match. It was smartly booked. Um, I agree with you. Orange Cassidy is a superstar, man. He he has that it, and I think like like whatever that it is, he has it. Like that's the thing. Like nobody ever knows how to define what that it is. Like, what what makes 
a guy, and I'm not talking about, you know, your top. I'm talking about the superstar, the once-in-a-generation type of guy. Like, you know, the Hogan, the, the Rock. The, and, I, again, I know somebody's going to listen to this. And, oh, man, he just compared uh, Orange Cassidy to Stone Cold Steve Austin. No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that if booked right, if put in the right position, he has that ability to be that type of star. Not saying he's that now. I'm not saying he's even going to be that. I'm saying he has the opportunity. Yes. He definitely because has. Because he that. has that it factor. He has that charisma. You know, I always often debate because I, 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 go, I, I get into it with my friends who are big wrestling fans, yourself, um, other folks on the internet, and they think I hate work rate. I don't hate work rate. But to me, work rate doesn't make you a superstar per se. There's a lot of guys that, have, that are great in the ring but are not superstars. Oh, you? They don't have that charisma. Yeah, you're they don't right. have that it factor. They don't have that thing that just sets you apart. That thing that you, you know, I love Chris Benoit. I know it's sacrilege to say, I love Chris Benoit, the wrestler. I thought he was great in the ring. Was Chris Benoit a superstar? Was he a guy that you said, I'm going to go pay to see Chris Benoit? I would argue no. If Chris Benoit was on a card, you like that card better, right? Like, oh, yeah, it's great. It's gonna be a great show. It's gonna be a great card. Chris Benoit wrestling who? A gorilla? You know it's gonna be a good match because it's Chris Benoit. But if that makes you a superstar, does that make you a guy that you shell out big bucks to go see? That you fly all across the world to go see? That a guy that you put on the post? And I'm just using Chris Benoit as an example. Chris Benoit the wrestler. I'm not, you know, but I'm just because it's the first thing that popped into my head. But we could do that with anybody. Yeah. Like, any great wrestler. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I get what you're saying. Is he a superstar per se? No. We all know he's great in the ring, but is he a guy that, that, that you know, if I plaster a poster of him right outside my job, everybody's going to know who that is? No. No. It's almost... um. Like, that's what I mean by superstar. It's almost... Guys that transcend the sport. Guys that transcend the product. And there's only been a handful of guys that have ever done that. Yeah. Um, so I think Orange Cassidy, going back to Orange Cassidy, like I think he has that potential. I really do. He's got a good look. Um, he's got charisma. He's great in the ring. Um, when he does talk, I think he's got a chance to be a very good promo. Like, <laughs> I, think he has it, man. I, I don't think know he about has that. It. I don't know about a good promo. I mean, I'm not gonna say he's not a good promo, but the character is. He does as less as possible. He he. Okay, that's okay, so, but I think, but I think I, he can be a good promo. Like. I think he has the opportunity to be a great promo. Like, and that's and, and again, I'm not saying that this is all going to happen tomorrow. Like, no, no, Wednesday no. night, like Wednesday night, they're just going to strap a rocket to him, give him the championship, and you know, basically build ten years worth of pay per views around Orange. I'm not saying that's going to happen tomorrow. No, I'm saying there's still some work to be done there. Like, oh, most definitely. See it, man. You can see this. I, like, I don't like if you're just looking at this completely unbiased, without an agenda. Like, I don't know how you sit there and look at Orange Cassidy and don't say that dude has something. Yeah, he and because he's he has converted fans who didn't even know him at first. They just maybe saw him on A and W. Like, who is that? What? And they didn't get it. But somebody said, "Oh, go watch some YouTube videos," and then you might understand. Now it's like when everybody see him, that crowd goes crazy, and he's just standing there like it. It's a character that really, honestly, shouldn't work on a big stage like that. It should not work. That that's like some independent uh two hundred people, okay, we get it. Yeah, this is funny. Now you're talking about thousands of people that's like 
oh, no, this is great. And they're having a good time with it. And it's easy to understand. I'm just not going to put any effort into anything. <laughs> but what was so cool is this. But, he's, but, he, but he sells it so perfectly. Like, yes. He sells the character perfectly. Like, yeah. it's just not, like, like, you really feel like that's him. Like, that's really him. And, like, you can imagine him being that way 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It's not like it's a gimmick, like, oh, he's playing like, no, you really believe, like, that's him. And that's the art of a great wrestler, of a great performer, of a great gimmick. A guy that you believe that that's, like, like you believe that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I don't know if he broke. I don't know if he broke laughing, you know, when he kept rolling out the ring. I'm not sure if they, that was the character laughing, or I'm not sure if he broke because it was just funny to him. But I've never seen him, like, break. Like, oh, yeah, no, I know. Because I'm just I like, know. how can you like? It's because some of the stuff he do is just like insanely funny. But um, yeah, they have something, and like you say, it's it. A lot of things have to fall into place. Um, but I can't say right now. They have to be patient with it. Yeah, they have to be patient with it. The fans are right behind you know, it. Let it, let it, let it, let it develop. You know what I mean? Don't, don't, don't overdo it. Don't wait too long. Yeah, 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 but, yeah. You know, you don't want to take a natural progression with it, like. You know, you know what? Book him right. Book him solid. Book him, make sensible decisions with him. They don't have and to rush. They don't have to rush. Yeah, don't have to rush. Him. You know what I'm saying? He keeps developing and keeps fleshing out that character even more. Um, I do think it's going to take him going to another level because uh, right now it's still like a tad, a tad bit too mid card the, the act. But I think if he takes it to that next year, and I think that's going to come with another opponent, a, a different opponent, a more serious opponent. Not saying that Pac isn't. But a more serious opponent, uh, that that feud that takes him to that next level. Yeah, there you go. Getting a little bit better on the mic, like. I, but I, but I do think there's so there's work to be done there. Yeah. But the, the signs are there, and the fans go, you know, they go apeshit when they see. Him. So the guy has it. Man. Um, move transitioning from that. Um, do you think it was the right move to move the title? Um, they took the belt off Jericho. Um, I I do I I do think it was the right move. I. I, I don't had they kept the title on Jericho, I wouldn't have been outraged. Like I wouldn't have been like, Oh my god, I can't believe they did that. Mm-hmm. Um I love John Moxley. Like unapologetically, I am a Moxley fan, Dean Ambrose, whatever you want to call him. Uh I am a Moxley fan. Like I think the guy has it. He's another guy that I feel like has it. I mean to this day, I don't understand why Vince and the powers that be in WWE really Vince. Just couldn't see it. They just couldn't see it. Like I've always, I always campaigned. And I thought the dude was the best in the show, and I still, I stand by that to this day. Like he was the superstar of the team. I won't fight you on that. And 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 they just never got it, man. They just never got it. The guy is great on the mic. Yes, is he? You know, is he? Is he Lucez in the ring? No, no. He doesn't have to be. Like, this idea that everybody has to be loose ends. Like, no. He's good enough in the ring. He's competent. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I don't watch his matches and, and, and shake my head. He's not great Kali out there. Like, he's, <laughs> he's, 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 a, he's a service. He's a good worker. Like, this idea that Dean, like, remember a couple of years ago, people were like, oh, Dean Ambrose, he's not a great worker. He doesn't throw punches well. Like, just nitpicking every little damn thing he did. Of course, like, yeah. The guy, the guy is great, man. The guy is great. He's great in other ways. Um, 
I think you build your company around it, man. And I think the time is now. Like AEW, I feel like I feel like why wait? You know what I'm saying? Build your company around him. I think he's got the great character. Um, he's just got it, man. He, he he has that it. Like like we talked about with Orange Cassidy, like we always talk about that it factor. Whatever that it is, he has. Um, again, I I can see arguments against giving him the title right now and just making him making him wait a little bit, but. Nah, I think it was. I would think it was well done the way they did it. And the, the other issue with with keeping the title with Jericho, there's not a lot of great baby faces where, you know, because in order to have a great team champion, you need you need a list of good baby faces that can be his partner. Right. You know what I'm saying? To keep that to keep that that title chase going. You know what I mean? You yeah. Need those you need at least a good three or four baby faces. We're not there yet. AEW still doesn't have that. Yeah, we're not there so, yet. So, um, but yeah. Why not? Why not take the title off of Jericho? Put it on on Moxley. You got an overface as your champion. You got a great heel with a good stable behind him. You can you can get a couple more pay per view matches out of that feud. That feud is nowhere near done by yet. You know, any anytime soon. Like, yeah. I, well, I like I like. Well, even if they want to, they even if you want to transition from it, I think they can slide out of it. I think honestly, they can get out of that if they don't want to. You know, continue. They could. They could and go back to it. Yeah, they could. Yeah. They could and go back to it. Absolutely. Um, because I'm, I'm just thinking, like, what's what's going to be their war games match? And I'm like, it has to be um, uh, his inner circle. Like, I'm just thinking, I'm like, got to be an inner circle in it. Now, who they go against, I don't know. Maybe Moxie may pick a team they'll, or, you know, whatever it may be. Yeah, um, they'll, figure it, they'll figure it out. Yeah, but like I said, I think they'll drag it out because I think it's, it's, it's still not a tired cue by no means yet. I think that there's still some life in Jericho and Moxley and a couple more and a couple other matches. So, um, yeah, it's good. They don't have like right now. They don't have that extra show, so it's just Wednesdays. So yeah, you can you can stretch this out. Right, that that's what helps it. Yep, that's what yeah. Helps. Um. Yeah. So we'll end it there with the AEW talk. I can't wait till Wednesday. I'm like looking forward to a show after a pay per view for them, just because like now they're on TV and it's it's going to be so different now because now we're going to transition into the next feuds or next chapters of stories. And I'm looking forward to seeing what happened Wednesday night. Um. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. It's going to be very important for them to build off that momentum. Yeah. It's, it's this is this has been universal praise for the show. Um, even the biggest AEW haters have been giving the show a good review. Yeah, so yeah. I think it's going to be important for them to um, follow that up with a good, solid episode of Dynamite um, and just keep it going. Yeah. Um, it, you know, it's interesting that, you know, I see a lot. I see people really stay. Do you do you read the ratings? Do you look at the ratings in here? Um, I, I pay attention to them. I like, I like, I like discussing ratings and what goes into them because I think it's I think it's an interesting conversation. I know some people don't like talking about ratings. You know, okay. think ratings don't really matter. Um, you know, act TV execs that you know if ratings don't matter. Actually, the advertising companies, the ratings don't matter. Ratings matter. Um, I'm, I'm just always curious so, about I mean, that. I'm curious because do I do I, do I put you know am, am I all in one way or another in ratings? So like if ratings are all high, does that mean that the product is totally great? Does that mean that if the ratings are so like I don't go all in one way or another, but I I do think ratings are important and diagnosing and analyzing them are important. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. Okay, I, I just see a lot of people. You know, there sometimes I see them talking about their ratings. And I'm just like, mm, I haven't like paid attention to ratings in a long time, and maybe that's just because that 
era is long gone, you know, you know, as far as you you haven't had a recent. Yeah. So maybe that could be it. But I just see a lot of people. Oh, what the ratings say. I'm like, just because AEW won this week doesn't mean, you know, NXT was a bad show Wednesday. It's still the fresh act. AEW is still the fresh act. It's still the new act. They, they, you don't see them all the time. Like, just like you don't see NXT. NXT is Wednesday nights and then their pay-per-views. Maybe uh, somebody might occasionally pop up on a Raw SmackDown uh, for a storyline, but you don't really see those people. So I just think, you know, I think the tides will turn eventually and NXT will be on top. I just think it's just the way it's going to go. In 1997, WWE was by far the better product than WCW, but yeah. who, who won the ratings for it? Yeah, exactly. It's exactly. not always indicative of, of who, who's winning the ratings battles. You know, it's a better product. And I just say right now, enjoy both of them because y'all never know. The wrestling business is crazy, so you never know. So enjoy both of them yeah. while you can. But uh, let's get to the main event. The reason why we are talking right now is because you text me. You said, I got some things to get off my chest about WWE, uh, Goldberg. Let's just jump right into it. Oh, where do I begin? Um <laughs> And you know what? It serves me right because I shouldn't be surprised. I really shouldn't even be angry or triggered because it's WWE and it's a product of one, not a product of, of millions of fans. It's a product of one. It's Vince McMahon's product. It's his vision of how he sees professional wrestling. It's, it's his little vanity project. Mm-hmm. Even at 70 fucking, or, you know, whatever. How, sorry, my bad for uh, 70 plus. This is how emotional I get when I talk about You this. good. You could cuss. 70 plus, 70 plus years old man. So this is his product. This is his vision, right? Like, really? You're putting a title on a semi-retired Bill Goldberg? Like, really? This is what you think your fans, your audience want? Yep. Like, really? And this, and I'm not even in. Like, I'm a Goldberg fan. Like, I like Goldberg. I don't shit on Goldberg like other, you know, other wrestling fans of 2020 tend to dish, you know, shit on Goldberg. Like, I think Goldberg was a star. He was good at what he did. Again, was he Lutez? No. But he was a superstar. He had that it factor. He had the charisma, too. So I like Goldberg. I have no beef with Goldberg, per se. But really, like, if you spend all of these months building up the feet, were there hits? Yes. Were there misses? Yes. So overall, you spent all of these months, all this TV time, building up the feet. A good, solid, compelling character. I would argue, you know, they could have they could have gone even deeper layers and, and, and greater levels with him, but so far so good with the team, right? And you basically throw it all away to put over Bill Goldberg, and it's not even like they did it because that tells a better story or because oh man Goldberg's been putting in work and, and his comeback is a truly genuine great story that people wanted to see. No. It's all for them in their infinite wisdom because they think that that is a better match for Roman so that Roman can get over with the crowd. Like, that that literally is the purpose of that decision. It's not because that'll be a better match or that's a better story or, you know, you know, the Fiend failed, failed a wellness test. Like, no, no, that's just literally that. That's it. Because you've done, even to this day, you've still done a terrible job of making people care about Roman Reigns as the top guy. Like, really? 
We're still doing this. It's 2020. They've been doing. They've been going down this road for five years, and it's and and nothing has changed. Nothing has changed. It's just mind-boggling to me. Like all this work to repair Bray Wyatt's career, and then you basically throw it away to put over Bill Goldberg, and then you wonder why you can't make stuff. Then you wonder why the ratings are in the shit. Like then you wonder why people are 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 leaving in droves to watch other products. It's like, do they? Why do they make this so difficult? Like, if you wanted to take the title off of the Fiend, right? Like, if you wanted, if you felt like that was the best decision, why not extend the feud with Daniel Bryan? You know, for another month, you know have why. Daniel Bryan win the title, and then you have Reigns versus Bryan at WrestleMania. I know why. I'm, I'm just more of a historical question, but like, that's a better match. Right. I hear you. So, like, if you if you were bound to take, and I see people online like, oh, well, the Fiend never needed the title to begin with. Yes, I agree. They should have never put the title on the Fiend to begin with. Mm-hmm. But now that you have the title on the Fiend, it would have meant something if somebody of greater stature beat the Fiend. Not saying that Goldberg isn't of great stature, but you know what I mean. Like, it would have meant something if Daniel Bryan finally beat the Fiend. It would have meant something if, you know... Alistair Black finally be like who what name a guy? You know what I mean? Like that would have meant some Goldberg, like really? In a basically in a squash match. Like it wasn't it wasn't like a twenty minute, you know, great, oh. exciting, you know, edge of your seat match. Like, no. It was a basically a squash match. I, I, I don't understand it, man. You I know. really I really I don't know why that decision bothered me so much. I shouldn't be and I should be. You really I should, should be used to it. You really should. And I, should I, I should be used to it, but it's like, it's like I really, I really don't know why it bothered me. It's just like, really, this is what we're doing. Really, um, this is this is what we're doing. The okay. See, I was talking to one of my friends uh, before the Super Show or whatever, and he was like, uh, he was joking. He's like, I know you watched. And I was like, Yeah, right. <laughs> and I just said, I was like, Ah, uh, I'll. I just think Goldberg gonna win the title. He's like, for what? I said, I don't know. I said, I just think Goldberg gonna win the title. And once I saw social media, I just started laughing because I was just like, I I had a feeling because I'm not even sure who books that show. I'm not sure if it's the Crown Prince. I don't know who books that show. I'm, I'm and I'm not being I'm being dead serious. I'm like, I'm gonna the Prince say, no, I want this person to win, this person to win, and that person to win. Because no, for the bag that they're getting, I guarantee you the print book that. <laughs> 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 um, but my issue, or not really issue, but I always questioned how the fiend was booked, how he was set up, his whole, his whole thing, his you know, like because I'm just like, so you telling me a 53 year old can beat him, but I saw Seth Rollins pull everything out except the Roscoe, and he couldn't beat him. <laughs> Your guys that are there, 24 and I'm not usually the, the guy on the internet that get rails on part-timers and legends. Like, I get it. I understand it. I understand it, that you, it's good to have a, a, a happy week. You know, having some guys return, some part-timers, some, some big names, it helps the card. It helps the wrestlers. It helps, it helps the, the overall product when done right. So I'm not anti-part-timers. Mm-hmm. But it's like you basically just shit it on. Your entire product. 
basically said Bill Goldberg's better than Daniel Bryan. Uh, he's better than uh, The Miz. He's better than uh, Seth Rollins. He, you know, and he, he's basically better than everybody on your roster. I mean, when you, when you look at it that way, I understand 100% what you're saying. But I think, and this is just what I think, they feel that Goldberg is a draw for WrestleMania. He will, you know, people will buy the shirts and stuff. And I don't buy that. I See, don't man, buy that, man. Like, I understand what you're saying. I'm just giving an observation because I'm not sure that I believe that. But it had to be a reason... And also, too, to it's easier maybe to try to get Goldberg to be healed and turn, you know, so the fans won't boo the match. But I saw, I saw the, uh, who was it? I saw Goldberg versus Brock. And I saw New York boo both of them. So I know it can happen. I don't care if it's, in, I don't care if it's, that's going to be in Tampa. I can literally imagine Goldberg and Roman getting booed. I can see that. No problems, but hopefully that doesn't happen. Um, it, I think it just it led down to the fiend, and if you went with the Roman match, then it was fiend could get cheered, and that's not what they want. They want Roman to have the moment. They want Roman to have the cheers. So let's put the belt on Goldberg, and people were booing Goldberg. Um, SmackDown, um, Friday, and he was kind of leaning into the heel, you know. So, yeah, that's the way they're going with it. Does it bother me? No. Do I question it? Yeah, because in the scheme of things, I'm just wondering, like you said, look how you made your roster look. Like, I don't care if, you know, the whole thing about it now is, well, you know, we can can bring them back up and, you know, people will forget about it and stuff like that. And that's cool. People will. I won't. (laughs) <laughs> certain people that I, I talk to and that I know we remember stuff like this and I get it maybe they just not if you ain't booking for people my age if you're not booking for people 30 plus who are you booking for because I'm 12 who is Goldberg if I'm a 12 year old kid why do I want to see Goldberg as champ like why <laughs> dog I, I... It, it, it's so frustrating because it's like that's how little respect you have in the audience. Like I get that Goldberg is a draw, but I don't buy that. Oh, Goldberg is such a bigger draw than Bray Wyatt at WrestleMania. I mean, if we're just look because hey, WrestleMania sells itself. Like WrestleMania is WrestleMania. WrestleMania is going to sell itself. Yeah, the I'm name. not saying that you just book a nobody versus a nobody and people are going to buy tickets just to see that. Like, no, I get, I get. There's a business aspect. But, like, this idea that, oh, hip, you certainly can't book Bray against this guy because Goldberg's better. Like, I, I don't, I just don't buy, I, I scoff at that notion. Like, I really do. I, 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 and that comes back to your lack of, of star making and booking. If you, if, you know what? If, if Bray Wyatt can't put butts in the seat to make that match feel more special and more, guess what? Whose fault is that? That's not Bray Wyatt's fault. That's your fault. That's your fault. So I, I I don't even buy that. And plus, there's no proof that you can tell. There's no there's no proof that you can give me right now that tells me that in 2020, Goldberg is this huge draw. That oh my, like the tickets were at you know 60 percent sold, but now that Goldberg's the champ, now now it's 100. percent 
I'm no. not buying. Yeah, that's you know that was just me. Hey, just thinking, but I'm just. No, and I get what you're saying. It's a smart take. I get. I understand. Who? who I, I just don't buy. It. I'm. Know? I'm still more on the question of who are you booking that for? Those people who knew girl Goldberg and WCW aren't watching wrestling anymore. They are not. They are long gone. So that win, yeah. I get it. It was in Saudi Arabia. The Crown Prince gets to pick the wrestlers he wants to see, whatever, whatever, whatever. Okay, fine, cool, got you there. But in the States, I'm 15 years old. Who? Oh, you talking about that guy that I saw two years ago? Eh, I don't know him, but I guess I'm cheering for him. That's just my only question. That's my only question. Because, okay, you got Roman here. Yeah, so we lost Manny. Um, I'm going to close out the show. But like I was saying before, uh, we got disconnected. I'm just not sure who that Goldberg win was supposed to be booked for. Um. I get what it's supposed to do, but, you know, it was for the Crown Prince. I guess it was cool. I guess it was a moment for people who watched that super show and all the people there. And when you get over here to the States now, it's just like, yeah, what was that for? You know, I think the super show was a bad mistake to have before WrestleMania. Um, I hope they don't do that again. I hope it's a way that maybe they could do it after WrestleMania, um, nothing should be going on there but WrestleMania. No other side business and no other stories that you have to put on hold or you have to extend just for the Super Show. It's just silly. Um, but anyway, that's the show for today. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. Um, I'm sorry that Manny couldn't be here to close out, but from, from both of us, um, we appreciate y'all listening to this. Um, if you want to follow me on social media, you can follow me at Jeff versus the World on Twitter and on Facebook. You can also follow me on Instagram at the real Jeff versus the world. And if you have any questions or comments, you can leave at Jeff versus the world at yahoo.com. Also, if you listen to me on iTunes, leave a review, leave a star rating. It helps me out. lets me know what I need to do to get better. And, you know, I like to see stuff like that. I like to hear and know the things that I might need to work on. And I want to know I'm doing a good job. So, hey, leave that star rating. But anyway, this is episode number 11. Uh, Hey, I'll be back next week with number 12. And this is the I Am Not Dave Wrestling Podcast. Peace.